All right, guys, welcome to the AMX Superstores Pro MX review show here on the Inside Dirt Network. This is the final one of the season. It's emotional. This is the round number eight Coolum review and sort of a championship review. Myself and Darnell Official are going to just run this one, just he and I, roundtable it and, and summarize Coolum and the season that was as the champions have now been crowned. So with that being said, this show is, of course, brought to you by AMX Superstores, and AMX Superstores are the nation's leading motorcycle retail specialist with over 30 locations nationwide have everything you need to keep your bike and body on track on the road on the trails from adventure to motocross to off-road to road they have it all from uh, apparel tires consumables um, you know helmets goggles you know the amx superstores team have what you need if you can't get into a store there's 30 stores nationwide so i doubt you're going to struggle to get into a store now but uh, also check out amx superstores com.au two new stores that we're going to shout out tonight that have opened amx rockhampton uh 337 yamba road so if you're in rockhampton make sure you stop in and say hi to the uh, new amx team at rocky and uh, second of all there is an amx clearance outlet opened in morayfield uh that is at 149 morayfield road so if uh you're in the neighborhood there they've got a massive overflow of helmets boots apparel road jackets and more so check out the AMX Superstores clearance and uh, we need to give those guys a massive shout out at AMX for always supporting the uh, ProMX race coverage here on the Inside Dirt Network and uh, we just want to thank them for a massive year. Make sure you support those that support the sport, which is AMX Superstores and uh, make sure you drop in, say the Inside Dirt crew said uh, to send you in. And if you can't get to a store, go on the amxsuperstores.com.au website. And with that being said, let's get to the show. Okay, kids, you're in for a real treat today. He's Jimmy's brother, the guy, the singer. Gator, never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. It'd be like looking over and seeing your, your ex-missus with someone else. Like, it's a... There's a few of them going around the pits, I'm sure. That's <laughs> Do you know what I've been smacking lately? Can we say it on the show? <laughs> Why weren't you more successful? Well, you know, because I sucked, so... <laughs> Alright guys, as promised, we are going old school tonight. Like I said, it is myself and Darnell Official. He is the design and marketing coordinator at uh, Monza. And uh, he is a big fat corporate sellout, but we love him anyway. He goes way back with Inside Dirt. <laughs> and uh, we thought, hey, actually I thought, you know, as far as the show goes for round eight and the championship, I was like, man, there's been so much media, so much press coming out of the last couple rounds. It's been a hectic turnaround. I kind of wanted to let the dust settle talk about the championship as a whole instead of sort of interviewing the same riders that won the championship that we've talked to all year. So I hit up Darnell and I said, hey, let's do it, me and you old school. And he was down. So with that being said, Darnell, I appreciate you taking time out of Taco Tuesday to join me. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it is Taco Tuesday. Just wrapped up and I've stuffed the boys with the dishes. So that's great. Um, so let's get this thing over before I get evicted from my house. Yeah, that's fair. Um, are you on, you got me on speaker or are you normal? No, through AirPods, so I'm going to go normal. Yeah, go normal. Take the AirPods out. It's, it always gets a bit... Um... Uh, Joe, can you get me? I've, I've, I've taken the AirPods out now. Yes. Is that, that better? That is much better. I would have thought that an old producer of the show would have known this, but I guess I have to remind everybody everything, you know? 
Oh, whatever. I don't care. Anyway, Darnell, um, we're a week and a half out from the after party, so I figured you would be ready to do this now. You'd think that, but you you'd be half incorrect because I'm, I'm I don't know if it's if it's after party related or I'm just a you know just and being so busy at the moment I'm still like a little run down eh yeah <laughs> as yeah. I can't, that was not timed at all <laughs> I've got the black lung um yeah <laughs> no nah, for real I mean I part of the reason I wanted to do this like I said in the intro you know we've all been interviewing you know everyone knows who won the championship at this point there's a lot of press coming out. And I was like, let's let the dust settle. The other thing was I had talked for three days straight on the mic and I was pretty wiped out last week as well. So um, it's a, you know, I think a lot of people listening to this, there's, there's a lot of industry that listen. There's a lot of, of, of people that ride a race that are fans. The the industry grind on these last two rounds is real. Like it's a big turnaround. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't help. I had to fly home between the rounds too. So it's an added two flights and, you know, that's a, it's a, it's taxing. Very taxing on the mind and the body. Well, it, you know, it's less taxing. And I know you. I know you're big into your mind, mind control and fitness, Joe. You know, you don't wear the big crystals or the glasses anymore, but I know it's still in there. I'm wearing my big glasses right now. I'm wearing my. Blue, oh, yeah? I'm yeah. wearing my blue light blockers in my office. Um, yeah. Oh, it's just good for it's good for the eyes with the screen. But um, right, man, let's get into it and talk about the season that was. Um, I think we touch on Coolum. Um, we'll start with MX1 and then we'll kind of f- summarize the season of, of Coolum. Um, Pro MX of Retrospective by Joseph Stevens and Darnell Official. Yeah. Has a ring to it. We could probably be on the History Channel one day. Maybe. <laughs> right. Coolum. 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 Let's do it. So, Thor MX1 for Coolum, obviously, Webster. Um, not much more can be said, man. We knew he was fast. He was vocal, but he wanted to um, go out swinging for the last column, and he dominated, really. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the story of Kyle, really. Like, you get him to a good sand track, like, where he's comfortable, being a WA guy and now based in, in Wontaggy. Um, you know, he, and he always shines at column. Um, has done so many times now. So to wrap it up with a 1-1 after probably a, a disappointing season for himself, you know, I'm sure he's not stoked on how the year went. So um, to wrap it up with a one-one, he'd be be pretty happy and do it in pretty dominant fashion too. He always seems pretty happy. He's never really, I don't know. He just always seems happy. Like you can be like Webby, you just cartwheeled your balls off in the last moto, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's, he's, he always seems happy. I like Webster. He's rad. That's why he won Media Choice Award, I think, because he's just such a good interview and and he manages his emotions well for that kind of stuff. But, man, he was going really fast. Uh, did Ferris have something for him if he needed? Probably. Um, but at the same time, Ferris goes 2-2, does what he needs to do, takes the championship. And I think the, the biggest question mark, I don't know, do we need to talk about Ferris? Like, he did what he needed to do. He's strong in the sand. He has turned his season around from last year when he was on the Honda where it didn't work for him at Wontaggy, the Honda didn't work for him at Coolum. The Yamaha, we didn't get to see him at round one for obvious reasons. Um, we didn't get to see the way makes one at all at round one. But you got to think it would have been the same at Wontaggy. Like Webster would have been fast there, but Ferris definitely would have been as well. Um, but yeah, just sealing the deal really with how different this season was for Ferris and obviously taking the championship. You know, we'll, we'll touch more on that in a minute. But um, I think two notables to well, three, you're looking at the results, there's actually a lot to talk about from Coolum. Um, 
Gibbsy gets third on the day and third in the championship. That was a big swing um, with Tanny, who had a, a quite a challenging day. Um, I think we'll talk about those two before we talk about Jed Beaton's day. So Gibbsy, man, he's always strong in the sand. Um, Coolum sort of an adopted home for him now over the last however many years. Um, he's lived up here, I think it's over 10 years now. And... Um, Man, he was solid. Like, he did what he had to do. He beat Tanny in that last moto, and Tanny crashed twice. Yeah, and he also, what helped was his, his starts were on point all day. It was a big hole shot he pulled in moto two to finish the year, you know. So, uh, I think i actually seen him put something on social media today, a comparative photo from 2016 when he uh, hole shot to cool him by what looked like about 900 bike lengths. Um, and, yeah, similar thing this year, you know, just Gibbs has always been a good starter. Um, had a couple of rough ones this year, but, you know, he he gets out of the gate good. Um, and, you know, he's solid at Coolum. Like you said, he's an adoptive home for him. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, you'd think, you know, Tanny's probably, like, he's still a local guy, but not, not riding there as frequently as what Kirk does, so... You know, it, it does make a big advantage for, especially a sand track, you know, the guys that are based at, you know, those hard pack tracks, yeah, they get a little bit of a, an advantage there, but not, not as much as guys that base themselves out of the sand. You see that a lot in Europe, where the guys are based out of Lommel, it makes a big difference. So, um, and I think it's a similar thing for Corm. So, hopefully the new venue where, they, where they're where they planning on opening up, hopefully it's a similar soil base. I don't think it will be, but hopefully it's, it's similar. You know, we need that, that gritty sand track on, on the calendar. Um, whether it be Coolum, which is, you know, sucks to see it go, but maybe maybe we go to Wanneroo. Yeah, I've been hearing some things. I've been hearing some things about possible sand track replacements. Pretty exciting too, man. Uh, I don't want to say, but there's a few really renowned sound tracks that are around that, that, that could be on the calendar, I hear. So I'm going to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a, there's a very good one in Victoria. There is a very good one in Victoria that I know um, a lot of people have been saying for a long time want to have a national there. Um, I don't I don't know if that's one of them in the mix, but there's a lot of talk about that one. Uh, that would be really cool. But, um, you know, there's good yeah, soundtracks everywhere. Yeah, you know, but it would be interesting, man. Like, uh, you know, Wani is sand, but not really. Like, that's one thaggy. So it would... Um, we need a real sand track. Now, Coolum has always been that one to finish the season. So, yeah, Gibbsy, man, you know, I interviewed him on the championship, you know, presentation, and I was, I was basically said, you know, every year it's sort of he gets momentum, he's the vet. Like, you look at it, man, like Ferris and Gibbs, 2016 the championship went down to the last moto with them two, and here we are in 2023. No, he hadn't come back. Ferris hadn't come back in 15. No, Gibbs won 15, and then it went to the last moto with him, Waters, and Ferris in uh, 16. But, you know, yeah. you look at that, that's like seven, eight years ago, and they're still on the championship podium. Like, that is, man, I don't think Gibbsy gets enough credit for, you know, not his age as such. I mean, he's I think he's in his early 30s, mid-30s. Um Yes. Maybe, I think he's a little bit younger than me, and I'm 35. So I think he's like 32, 33. Anyway, it's pretty impressive, man. Like third in the championship, considering how much issues like Medi has had with that new 23 KDM, and you look at what Gibbs has been able to do with that bike coming off of, um, you know, not racing Supercross. You know, he's got so much experience. It's, it's cool to see. So I wonder next year, you know, if it's him and NATO in the 450s. It's going to be interesting to see. 
Um, nothing's official with Nathan moving up, but I think if you look at the word on the street, that's likely what's going to happen. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, and obviously Tanny, I guess we can talk about his last round, Donnell, like just, I don't know if it was just the culmination of his frustration from the season. He just couldn't really stay off the ground in, in that final really cut. I mean, I think he had a couple tip overs in Moto2, am I right? Yeah, from memory. I, look, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with, with everyone. I sort of checked out. <laughs> <laughs> the final yeah. moto, I am done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I got out there early um, and and shot what I needed to shoot, you know, so I had assets in the bank. to, And that's basically, you know, for, for those listening, like that's on, on race day, that's what I basically do, go out and shoot the first half of a moto and then back into the media centre to, to build out the assets to make sure that everything goes out live after after the race finishes instantly. So, um, yeah, I didn't see I didn't see too much of the second 450 motor because I had a lot to catch up on from the rest of the day. Um, but, you know, that is Aaron's, Aaron's season in a nutshell, unfortunately. You know, um, we saw, you know, Appany got the win and um, – a few unfortunate things along the way. Two DNFs doesn't, you know, it's never going to help a title defense. So, no, um, if you but, look uh, at that, right? Like you look at QMP and obviously uh, Aubrey Wodonga, um, really put the nail in the coffin for any momentum he he really got going at different times. Yeah, I, I still think out of this class, like looking at the, the list of names, like obviously, I think Jed Jed and Aaron have the have the most potential still. They've got age on their side. They've got talent on their side. You know, they can, they can go places still. Um, I think, you know, like, yeah, without saying too much about anything, you know, I think there's, there'll be a shake-up in this championship next year and, and for those guys especially, you know, um, it, it's a big, big year in 2024. So, question. Going from winning a title to fourth in the championship, like despite the DNFs, despite everything, that's probably one of the, I don't know, I don't remember a title defense where we've seen a rider get off the podium and not been injured. Can you think of one in recent memory? No, I can't, but I, I also look at it this way. Like it's probably the deepest field we've had in a while too. You yeah. know. It's just uh, a weird, like you don't associate, I know like, a lot like yeah the mud was out of CDR's control and so was the incident that happened at QMP but it's just so uncharacteristic for CDR when I'm just thinking as I'm talking they don't typically have two DNFs on the run board for the defending champ like that's just well think about no, it Ferris's run you know same as um, Marmon's run doesn't happen yeah it doesn't but again I'd almost class that as one DNF you know uh, only you know only one was a was a bike failure of Let's say their fault, you know. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault that the bike stopped at Wodonga. That track itself is. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> let's not go that, there, but, but yeah. But I mean, you think yeah. about it though, like I'll play devil's advocate. Ferris's bike didn't blow up in 2017 at the mud in Horsham. Do you remember that race? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just playing, they, you know, I'm just playing comparisons here, think, you know. You know, people might disagree. I think the mud at Wodonga was worse than what the mud was at Horsham in 17 because Horsham, there was still lines forming um, where it was very sloshy at Wodonga where it was just so thick because they didn't prep the track as well to prepare for that mud where Horsham did. Yeah, I don't think we've actually seen mud like Auburn Wodonga in ever, really. I don't think, it's been a long time since we've seen a mud race like that. Maybe Appen 19 where they cancelled the motos. 
Um, I don't know, dude. I still don't think it was worse <laughs> than um, Tonga. I just think that for whatever reason, I think it was the rain and lightning that was the issue it happened that year. Do you remember? Yeah. Like, I don't think it was the mud as such. Like, we've seen mud races, but I think it was more the, the, the rain and lightning, where obviously there was no real rain on race day at Wodonga from memory. Mm. And I, I had frostbite and hypothermia in the commentary tower, so it's a little hard to remember. Yeah. Oh, in the commentary tower. Yeah. 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 My little violin sings out here. Well, us, anyway, us Queenslanders we're, don't. We're starting to transition into the, into the season recap a bit earlier. No, it's cool though. I kind of think this is a good way to do it because realistically, we're just going to run through all the players and the results and talk about their season. So maybe this is the way we approach it. But yeah, for Tanny, CDR, you know, you look at obviously Luke Clout wasn't even at the last round. Well, he was there, but he's had this unfortunate practice crash and injury. Yeah, it's just, um, I mean, I talked to, or collectively, you and I talked to Craig Dak, Craig Dak uh, CDI Monster Energy Yamaha team owner during the AMX Superstores radio shows that we did at lunchtime, which were awesome, by the way. Um, mm. Mobile Media Center, we made it to the big time. Yeah, we've well and truly hit the pinnacle now, hey? Yeah, everything's going to be uphill from there if we don't have that at round one next year. Mm. Yeah, I think I quit. <laughs> Well, you have quit on uh, you have quit on Inside Dirt before, multiple times actually. Yeah. Um, no, it's cool. I mean, yeah, unfortunate year for the CDR, but you know they can't win it every year. Um, no, no, they can't. Sorry, man, you're a bit mumbly again. If you can speak up with your phone, it's hard to hear. Oh, whatever. No, I'm, I know you know you're a big corporate guy and you've had a big fifteen hour day, but um, the listeners deserve more, man. Okay, well, let's move on to Jed Beaton. Let's and. I don't know what to make of his season, man, honestly. Like, you look at you look at Coolum, it was the same as it's been for most of the season. Everyone listens, knows what I'm about to say. He's, he gets the AMX Superstore Super Bowl. He gets the top 10 pole shootout. He sets the fastest time. And at the start of the races, he's there. He's running the lap times. He's there or thereabouts. And then it just, I've been hearing arm pump. I've been hearing bike setup. I've been hearing a lot of things. But whatever it is, he can't seem to ride that Honda for the duration of a moto at the elite level speed that he's capable of going. I mean, to do if you say that and he's still finishing second in the championship, what happens when they get it dialed? You know, like well, let's be uh, real. Like this is no dis- like disrespect to Ferris whatsoever. He beat beaten fair and square. Well, he beat beaten. That's funny. Um, he won the championship fair and square. He was the best guy. And he made it work on all terrains with a DNF at um, Albury-Wodonga. He was the best guy this year. The, no asterisks, nothing. But Beaton is younger. He's in the elite prime years of his career. He just came back from MXGP. He really was the fastest guy on average as far as lap times and super poles. And I don't know, maybe I'm going to get in trouble for saying that or I'll eat my words. But do you think that's an accurate description for Jed? Um, or not? Am I am I out to lunch on that one? I think it's still as much as you know. I think that transition back to Australia can be a big step to you know getting back. You know, riding a bike he's never ridden before on tracks he hasn't raced in a long time in formats he hasn't raced in a long time. You know, that stuff can can make a big difference. You know, this is something that you know Dino is so used to. You know, after so many years, so. Maybe, you know, maybe I, I don't buy it. that, man, because he had the speed. So I don't think it's anything to do with ability to win because he was setting the fastest times on tracks he'd ridden for 15 minutes. Mm. 
you know, so I, that doesn't gel for me. I'm trying to figure out what it was that was holding him back this year. And maybe it's a combination of everything. Um, but then also Webster went out and went 1-1 on the weekend on not the same setup, but the same bike, you know. So that's always mm. a, an interesting comparison as well. Yeah, it is. I, and again, that's where I, I lean to, you know, Kyle knows these tracks. He's been riding that bike for so many years. You know, he's got his setup where he wants it, you know. So I think just give it time and, you know, next year we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know anything. This is just a question. Do you think he stays at Honda this next year? Um, <laughs> I can't really say what I know. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Because, yeah, I've heard – I wonder if the rumblings – yeah, okay. So clearly there's – I do wonder if we're going to see some riders move around next year. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of riders moving around. But, mm. um, yeah, I – I'm at this point, not at liberty to say <laughs> where and who and when and what teams and classes and everything else in between. Because, yeah, you look at Wilson Todd, right? Like, he's surely going to move up as well. Um, <laughs> you never know. Well, I hear he might not, though. That's the thing. It's interesting to speculate, isn't it? Um, I think there'd be a lot of pissed off riders if he does not move up. Well, at the end of the day... It's at down. what point do we bring in a point out? Like, I know a point out rule sucks and an age out rule sucks, you know, because it limits the amount of rides that guys can get and the options they get. But at what point do you go, mate, you've got four titles? Yeah. Move I, it up. You know, do you just – and for his career, does he not just want to go to the premier class? But in his defense, if he can't get the ride and the money that he's guaranteed winning MX2, why should he go up? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, the guy went 1-1 one, one at Coolum last year on a 450. We know he can ride the big bike, so surely there's someone out there who needs or wants a 450 rider of that caliber that, caliber that can win, you know? Yeah, yeah I so. don't doubt it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure his structure, but you know roughly what he signs on for. You know roughly what his win bonuses are. He's probably didn't win as many rounds as he usually does. But you add all that up with a championship bonus, like he he has pretty solid years right now, and he's probably going to be odds on to be top Aussie at the Australian Supercross. It depends what imports come over in SX2, but like obviously he'll have Anstey, which is his teammate. Uh, if Anstey does come over for your Reeves team, like you know we'll do some preview shows for Supercross in the coming weeks. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. A lot of potential, you know, with. You know, does NATO move up? Most likely. Does Gibbs stay at KDM? Does Beaton and Webster stay at Honda? Does Wilson Todd move up? Do Tanny and Cloudy stay at CDR? Like, probably getting a bit away from the topic of the, the, the recap right now. But, like, yeah. Uh, again, you're probably a little too connected to the industry to say the things you may know. But I know there's a lot of talk of people moving around. Yeah, I mean, there's a, it, it's called silly season for a reason. There's always... There's always people moving. There's always riders and teams changing. So um, I think this will be one of the bigger years for that, um, gauging off what I'm aware of at the moment. Um, you know, nothing's, <laughs> nothing's confirmed. And, you know. Um, you know when uh, Mathis says to JT that waffle, waffle, waffle drop? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're saying nothing right now while saying something. But I, I respect that. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're a big corporate seller. You can't be seen to be saying things. Um, 
but yeah, whatever. Beaten. I don't know, man. If he stays with Honda, does he get the bike dialed? Does he come out swinging? Who knows? It's going to be interesting to see. Um, but I don't know. He, he he was. Beaten's an interesting one in the sense of you think the way the season went, maybe he'd be bummed out. He didn't win. But then I saw him on the start line before the final moto. I was doing the, uh, what do they call it, the media grid, and I'm interviewing the riders, and he was laughing and joking with Gibbsy. Like, he didn't seem bummed out. He seemed pretty jovial and happy. He's not really a media darling, so to speak, but at the same time, he just didn't seem bummed out. Like, he seemed pretty content with the way things had gone. So to me, that leads me to think that it's some things out of his control, which may be bike. He just couldn't, I don't know. It just didn't seem um, like championship going down to the wire. No real chance of winning in the final moto. He just didn't seem that concerned. I don't know. I think that's just his personality when he doesn't have to, you know, put, put, the, put the face on for the camera. You know, he can, he can have that smile and joke around and have a laugh with everybody. I mean, that's a lot of those 450 guys too, you know. The version that we see on camera when you know they've got to be you know the guy um, versus you know when their cameras aren't on and and they can be themselves. It's a lot of those guys can be different to to what the what we see and and what a lot of people see them as. You know, it's funny, man. When I was interviewing Maddie, like Gibbsy came over and grabbed the mic. So I was like, talking Maddie's about the same on or off the camera. He's exactly the same. He is, and Gibbsy man. Gibbsy is very funny as well, and Gibbsy actually grabbed the mic, and um, I was talking to Maddie about being the veteran, and, and Gibbsy grabbed the mic, and he was something along the lines like, yeah, they breed us old boys different, we're going to go out strong and cool them, like, that's what he sort of said. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, look at the rest of the results. Um, randomly in there is Hamish Harwood, fifth, and man, just crushed it at cool them, so fit. So consistent and, and finished off his season. I think he got fifth in points. Uh, I'm just having a look here. He got sixth in points. Six in points. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. So he was, geez, one point uh, separated Tanny and Webster in the overall for fourth and fifth. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, Harwood, six in points, top privateer. We, we gave him the privateer of the year award at the presentation. And um, wow, what a what a ride to finish the season for Harwood, eh? Yeah, I mean, it's good to see him come across, and I think it gets mentioned a lot, but I don't think it gets mentioned enough that he's flying home to New Zealand to go to work between the rounds, you know. Um, which is just a massive effort, you know. A lot of these guys, not you know, it is their job, and that you know, but they're not having to go to work during the week like he is, you know. So. I mean, he does say he chooses to. He says he chooses to. He probably wouldn't have to. He could do it a different way where it was profession for him between New Zealand and Australia. Like, I've had these conversations with him. Um, would you put him on a team? Like, what team would you put him on? You wouldn't, though. That's the thing, because he's done the privateer thing too long. Like, I, not talking bad on him whatsoever, but what value is... Like, Aaron Tanney gets... Um, sorry, let's look at the results of the championship here. You know, Webster, fifth, then you got Harwood, Metcalf. Um, so you got Privateer, Privateer, Cloudy D, you know, injured, Waters injured, Zach Watson. So really, like, who is going to sign Harwood? And um, maybe Empire Cowie, someone that needs a 450 guy. But, yeah, yeah it, it's a possibility. Like, but he's not going to grab headlines. He's not going to grab PR. Like, he's not that kind of guy. And he's got such a good thing going with KTM where I think they help 
to a degree fund his program he gets bikes budget you know things that help like i don't know if going to a team and walking away from all that for a season is going to be worth it for him at this point in his career yeah maybe not and you know we've seen it before the connection where the guys you know when they're riding for teams in new zealand and then trying to come back across here for a different team or it might be a different manufacturer it doesn't really work you know the connection between say a max service guy from athena jcr to a wvr like it's still a yamaha you know Mm. um and that's the thing. So if he's riding for, is it C, CML? Yeah, he in, rides for CML, KDM, I think, in NZ. Um, so yeah. he would need to be... At, on a minimum, a gas gas or a Husky or a, or a KTM, you know? Yeah, he's got to be in, in that group, right? So... And, but really, and he's... <laughs> is he that far off being a team when he's, you know, he's, he's with the, the guys from Davies, you know? They, they know what they're doing. They run a successful team for a number of years. Um you know, they they won a national title with Higgin Masters. Like, they know how to run a program. Um, you know, call them a privateer, but that is, that is a team effort. They might not have factory support, but, you know, they've got the truck, they've got the well, personnel. The way they run the team is they, they don't have factory support as a team, but their riders typically do. So it's sort mm. of like a logistical deal that KDM has done with Davey over the years is, like, they house factory supported KDM riders and this this last few seasons it's been Howard it's been Mastin at times it's been um, I'm trying to remember recent memory Noah Ferguson did it for a season or two like there's a lot of guys that KDM have outsourced that to to Davey you know Um, so yeah for Howard like you said yeah he's got logistical support he can fly in and out he's got bikes budget parts what what really is he going to gain other than signing for a big team Factory Cato, Factory Gas Gas, you know, but is 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 Harwood going to command a sign-on worth doing that for? Probably not. No. I mean, yeah, the only difference I could see is, you know, having the funding from the team to be able to not have to, you know, work as such, you know, like yeah. work a day job. I don't know, though. I mean, you look at what he probably makes doing a day job three, four days a week as a tradie or whatever he does. And then, uh, of course, he's going to make, yeah. He's it's probably, make it's probably not worth it. You know what I mean? Like Financially, but, you know, from a result standpoint, you know. Well, think about see. it this way. Like, he's making real money. He's probably making bonuses in NZ for sure. And then he's probably got some sort of performance contract here that he may not make bonuses every round, but I'm sure he's making something. Um, yeah. He's probably yeah, losing money going racing. No, he's he's smart man. Like he he, I think he spent more this year than he's used to spending. Is what he said, and he may not race over here next year unless he gets more support. But that's probably something to do more with how much everything costs nowadays. Like that's just inflation. Um, yeah, I mean, right. The last time we had a what a full season. Obviously, last year we had a full season, but this would be was this his first full year back since COVID. I believe it was. I don't think he came. Did he come over last year? I, I feel bad for not knowing that. I've done an odd round here and there, but... Yeah, I don't know if he did a yeah. full season, and we may be completely wrong. Hit me up if we are, but yeah, interesting. Um, anyway, Medi, seventh in points, and where was he on the day? He was seventh on the day as well. So that is about the tale of Medi's season. It definitely got better. We talked to him in the last uh, podcast we did for the review from QMP, yeah, he's building his program. He's building his bike setup. Um, just another day for Medi where he was good but didn't have that next level. Yeah, well, I don't know. Just 
just not the year for many. I know he was chasing set up a lot of the year. He, he got bikes late and, you know, was behind the eight ball from the from the get go. So, you know, he'll he'll build again if if he does go again. Will will he be forty next year? Or is it thirty nine or he's 30, I, no I think idea. he's thirty nine now. So I think he's forty next year, which he said I think he's gonna go again from from what I hear. I think he's yeah. gonna go again. Which is I mean he's still getting seventeen points as well, eh? And that's a bad year. Like I think next year he could be top five in points if 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 you know, he gets some more time to set the bike up. He doesn't get injured in Supercross. He's a good Supercross rider too, so we might see him really factor into Supercross. We don't know, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's <laughs> born in 1984, so... He's born uh, uh, four years before myself. Yeah, and probably, what's that, 20 years before most of the competition. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, how old's Webby and how old is Jed? Like that? Well, not 20 years, like those boys are, you know, mid mid 20s but um, there's at least 15 years i'd say <laughs> yeah there's, i don't think there's anyone racing now makes one that was born in 2004 but it's because um well 2004 yeah. isn't 15 years that's well, two, 20 years yeah 20 years oh tanny if tanny was 25 he'd have been born in the 90s right yeah well i'm 27 i was born in 96 wow that's crazy um all right. Well, anyway, Medi, like we've, we, you know, I don't think we need to touch on Medi too much because we had a big interview with him just a few weeks ago. But seventh overall in the day, seventh overall in the points, just that's his season. Um, Luke Zelinski, eighth on the day at Coolum. Um, man, didn't his season get progressively better? Yeah, yeah, massive weekend for Luke. Um, yeah, you know, there's just that that next that bunch of those next guys. You know, you've got you've got your factory guys, and you know you. Yeah, I wouldn't you Metcalf and then there's that next group of guys, you know. Um, and they can all mix it up pretty well. You know, Zulinski eighth, Wood ninth, Evans tenth, Walker eleventh, like you know, that's that, that next crop, you know, Zach Watson's also in there factored in pretty well at Q and P and Yeah, that's they're sort of the, the best or the next you know, the next best or the best of the rest or whatever however you want to spin it or put it, you know, they're just that next that next group. Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, Zielinski, obviously Queensland local. I don't know if Coulomb's the local, but he looked very comfortable. Um, Evans was pretty solid. I think he had, you know, not the best uh, starts. I think he might have tipped over in one, but he was 10th overall. Where did Evans get in the points? Let's look at that. Um, Joel That's Evans. Two. 12 in the, in the series. Um, 12 in the championships. So uh, if you look at the, the, the privateer, Zach Watson was uh, 10th overall on the Ride Red support deal. Uh, Walker on the KDM support deal was 11. Evans with his deal was 12. Zielinski was 13. Dylan Wood 14. Levi Rogers 15. So this is, like you said, that cluster of riders. And um, if we talk about, uh, you know, Rogers, um, man, you know, same as uh, I think, well, for sure, Zielinski. I'm trying to figure out who else made Super Bowl for AMX Superstore's uh, top 10 shootout. Walker. Walker made a couple throughout the year. Yeah, Walker made a couple, and obviously... Um, Evans man, made one or two. Rogers nearly got pole in that one. Cool and very impressive, but it just didn't translate to the motos, unfortunately. Um, but he, he made good on his rookie year. He, he definitely improved later in the season. Um, well, did he DNF the second moto? I think he did. Yeah, he DNF moto two. He pulled off. I don't know if he crashed or something happened. Yeah. Um, and Levi Rogers, Can yeah. I mean- can I be the one to say I kind of expected a little more from Joe Walker after 
after the preseason races and how much we got blown up for not mentioning him as a contender. Um, you know. Yeah, he got no ACL. He blew his ACL out at some point during the season. Ah, okay. Well, I'll take that back then. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I just saw a social post for him after calling him saying I'm going into surgery, and I was like, ah, okay. Uh, okay. Well, if Jai and this man said that, I apologize. I was wrong. No, um, I mean, you, you're right in saying that he could have done more. Like, I think at one point he was getting a lot of momentum. I don't know when he injured his knee. Um, but, yeah, I do well, know. he did miss the former altogether. Yeah, so I think it was somewhere around mid-late season. But um, Yeah, so if he averages points, you know, averaging 20 points around or so, so that puts him back up into ninth. In the in the championship, moves him around, you know, between Clout and Waters, you know. So, I'd, you know, add that round back in. You know, it's a pretty good year. Yeah, for real. I think. Um, I mean, and that's a credit to all these guys still in this whole series. Like, it's a massive undertaking, financially, physically, mentally. It's a, it's a big effort to go to eight races. Um, yeah, to to complete the championship on your own dime and and put the effort in to get there. So, you know, whether they finish, you know, 8th or 28th, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make a difference on, on how much effort they're putting in to get there, you know. It's a massive effort. I mean, look at Joel Evans. I think he blew up, like, I don't know how many motors and how many times he had to rebuild his program. They make it work. Um, Dylan Wood, another guy, super solid every round, consistent, not always standout results, but there and, and doing it. Um, how's John uh, John Darrow, man? Um WA guy, 14th on the day, but I think he was up front, like, you know, close to the top 10 in some of the motos. So that was really cool to see. Um, yeah, one, one we skipped over there was, um, I was surprised to see the 101 Jaden Rock is out there. Yeah, again, um, all the way from WA. I, he just said he uh, he loves the sound. He didn't want to miss the last call. And... I think there was a lot of guys like that, you know, just making the trip up, up or across, you know, just to, just to race for the last call. And that's an iconic race, um, and a lot of those guys have spun a lot of laps there and raced a lot of ch- you know championship races there, especially Jaden. Um, that's cool, man. He's got he's got a really cool program with his MX one hundred and one and WA the coaching and you know the family life with the two kids and just doing his thing over there. It's um, it's cool. It is cool, man. Uh, it's good to see him. He's uh, you know if anyone knows Jaden, he's a funny dude. He's got an interesting sense of humor. He's pretty dry, but. Um, yeah, it was good to see him, man. He, he rode well. Um, we'll switch back to the championship now and finish up MX1. Uh, cloudy, eighth in the championship, obviously. Yeah, pretty. Man, he's had a rough few years with injury, Luke Cloud. I just I hope Supercross, he can finally rebound because it's like everyone's been waiting and it's just not happening for him. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll see how that, that arm goes. I mean, Lisa, it isn't a, a major injury like the last one. Yeah, so hopefully he can get back to to fitness and speed quickly. Um, and he, he's so good at Supercross as well. Um, you know, he, he's taken the championship battle down to, to the last round with Justin Brayton in 19 when we had our last, you know, big Supercross series, I'd say. Um, so we'll see what happens when he goes to Supercross. He, he's a motocross champion. So we'll see how he rebounds when he can get his body healthy, which uh, I'm speaking to him at cool. It seems like it's all going really well. So, I think we might see the best clarity this year, you know, since since the start of the year, you know, still coming back from the leg injury and this and the supercross didn't go too well last year, so we'll see what happens when we when we head to Adelaide in a few short weeks. I just looked at the calendar then and I realised how close it was. Yeah, it's four weeks, five weeks. Um Yeah. 
it's coming around week. quick. It's coming around quick. Um, Todd Waters, ninth in the championship. Man, tough year for Toddy coming off the injury from preseason when he, he busted his shoulder up in France at the ISDE and then obviously broke his collarbone at QMP, but it just it never really got going for him. Um, Knocked himself out of Hannah. <laughs> yeah, forgot about that. Um, I think the, the the veteran age, the, the, the combo of running different events, running a team – Injuries, family—you know, a lot of the, a lot of things going on for Todd, and it, and it obviously didn't quite work this year. But he was still competitive. I don't know if he's realistically trying to win championships anymore, but hopefully we see him back next year and he can have a bit of a better run. Um, podium at Wodonga, I think he did. He, he did. did. He got forty points at Wodonga. Um, mm. He podiumed, but second? Is that second? I think second. I think second. Um, yeah. So then every other you. round, it was. 29, 31, 26, like fourth, fifth overall after that was sort of the average. Um, yeah. He had a solid season. I mean, look, had he have finished all the rounds, he would have been probably odds on for a top five in the championship, I think. Um, well, again, you know, average out his finishes, let's say it's, you know, 25 to, you know, 25 to 30 points around. That's 60, you know, possible 60 points. He probably would have averaged. That puts him back up to a six, puts him like six or seventh in the championship. So not a heap higher, but. You never know. I mean, Toddy's an animal at Coolum as well. You know, with him healthy, he probably would have factored in for that moto win. He would have, for sure. But uh, we'll see where it goes. And then the only other guy I want to touch on in MX1 before we move on is uh, Regan Duffy, man. Just, man, mm. t- I don't know. I'm not even talking bad on Duffy. I don't want it to come across that way. But it's like it was so far off of even being close to what, from what I hear, when he's at the practice track, the speed is there. It's just not translating to the racing. When we talk to him, I've heard him talk about the mental side of it where it's, you know, he obviously had the the coma and the things he was in. And I, I just think it's, I don't know, I'm speculating to a degree, but it just seems like him processing race day, race day speed, race decisions. There's been a lot of really uncharacteristic crashes and things. It's It just never got going for him this year. No, and it didn't end well either. I mean, you know, Regan's always pretty pretty positive. You know, it, it can keep kicking him down and kicking him down, but he just thinks, you know, still always got a smile on his face and making a joke. And he burnt his balls. Like, yeah, the last round, yeah. Fuel fuel burn. Was it fuel burn or was it um, real? I think it was ripped all in his pants and, and they touched exhaust or something along those lines. Yeah, it was like groin and, and testicles from what I heard. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I've seen him ride a, a lap. A, I think he was riding around for the lap after he ripped his pants open when he crashed, and it was a full English breakfast hanging out the front, you know. So, um, not ideal. <laughs> like for real, like swinging in the breeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm impressed they even rode a lap after that. Bring Duffy's balls. Take that off the list. Of- <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. This is the last call. Or it's getting wild. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to feel for him. I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm a massive Regan Duffy fan, as we all are. I, as a person, he's rad. As a rider, he is incredible. I just hope that, you know, obviously he hit his head at QMP. He, he, he hurt his, his balls and his, his inner legs and got burns at Coolum. It's like, man, after what that kid's been through with nearly – you know, unfortunately, nearly passing away with his injuries just a year or two ago. It's like you just want to see the kid get healthy and get happy before he races. You know. 
Um, yeah, you know. but do, do, do they do we see Regan back on a two fifty? You know, is that the change he needs to make to get himself back? Well, I think this isn't talking bad on KDM Group. I got to stop prefacing things with this as part of being a media guy. You just talk about things and people take it the wrong way sometimes. But we saw Melros struggle with that gas gas team last year. We saw Duffy struggle this year. Like I'm not attributing everything to the team on that 450, but it seems that it's not performing or working for these guys on the 450 factory slot for gas gas in Australia. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm reading into something that's not there. Melros kind of had injuries last year as well. Duffy is coming back from everything, but it doesn't seem to be working for them either as a team. Yeah, it's, it's no bother. I mean, it can all be timing too and a coincidence, you know, that Melros wasn't, you know, had, had a couple injuries here and there and, and Duffy, like you said, coming back from coming back from injury. So, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, you got to wonder, right? It's the old shape gas gas. But then the new KTM yeah. Husky also was struggling for setups. So anyway, it's just speculation. That's what we do. We bench race. We talk about things. Um, let's move on to 250s. Um, we set an hour show. It's We've got 20 minutes to get through 250s and briefly touch on MX3. Um, Wilson Todd, man, he rode his way into shape all season. He came off of injuries from AMA Supercross. He... Um, I think he broke his ribs in that crash with NATO at round one. Um, he had skin and burn issues at one point, if you remember. Like, he just kept plugging. Didn't win as many races as he's used to, to, to doing so. But, man, you know, one one to finish the rounds, to finish round eight. Dominated, obviously, NATO. I think, well, you're NATO's man friend. He had injury, right? Uh, yeah, he got had a crash on the opening lap of qualifying um, and got run over by another bike and had you know a big uh, big tire mark up his back and you know probably <laughs> not ideal when you've got to push everything you've got to try and keep this title alive um, you know not not the way he wanted to end the season but uh, I think a lot of positives for, for both guys obviously Wilson, Wilson wraps up another title and, and in uh, in the form that we know he does that, you know. He's consistently there every round, um, and that's and that's why he's a four-time champion. Uh, and I mean, for Nathan, he can take positives out of it too. I think more moto wins than anyone. I think he got seven seven moto wins for the year. Um, more overalls. It's just you know a DNF and a and a something we won't talk about <laughs> um, at the start of the year. It was a DNF yeah. and a DQ, right? Um, yeah, yeah, the DQ at um, at one thaggy. So, yeah. unfortunately, that was going to put pay to. It ended up thirty five points. You take, you know, the the twenty five points you probably lost at Wodonga after you know he won the second moto so dominantly there. You know, would we have seen the same thing in the moto one probably if the bike didn't let go? Um, and one thaggy, you know, stripped to twenty two points. Yeah, so, and you look at you know. For Wilson Todd, four in a row. Not four in a row, sorry, four in, in total. Or was it four in a row? I can't remember. No. Uh, um, Webster got one in there. Yeah, Webster got one in there um, when he was in Europe. And obviously, I think Mass didn't beat him out one year as well. Um, from memory, I was showing my age about being around the pits. I'm struggling to all the years are blurring so into one. So Jed won 16, Maston won 17, Wilson won 18, 19, 21 and 22. 
Yeah, that's right. Twenty, he was at MXGP, wasn't he? Um, but yeah, like you yeah. look at you look at Nato Crawford. He's probably one of the most successful MX2 riders that is probably going to graduate without winning a championship. Yeah, I mean, you look at that that MX1 class. Um, Dean Ferris is obviously a champion. Jed's won a 250 title. Gibbs won a 450 title. Tanny didn't win a 250 title, but has now won a 450 title. Yeah, so it can be done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Webster's got a 250 250 title. Matty's a just a world champion in everyone. Well, not a world champion literally, but you know. Well, uh, he is literally hey. like he's spread make off. <laughs> um, yeah, he's the man. He's got a title. You know, Water's got a title. Like they are all. All title guys, and that's one thing Nathan's missing. But can he prove you don't need one? That's true, man. I didn't think of that. I was going to say, does he does he struggle to get a fifty title down the road because he didn't win a fifty title? But Tanny's just proved yeah. that you don't need that. Um, and that class will make a big change in the couple of years, you know. Uh, well, you got to think like, like if if Medi goes again, if Gibbs goes again, if Waters goes again. I know Ferris said he is going again. Like, this has got to be one of the run-out years for a lot of those guys next year. Yeah, you'd think so. Surely, the, like, the, the teams and the rides have got to start. I mean, the, the guys are still producing results, but are they producing results because the younger guys can't get a seat, you know? Well, that's the catch, isn't it? It's going to be interesting to see, but... Um, so, obviously... Like, as, as Wilson told, riding a 250 again because you can't get a 450 seat, which is crazy considering well, he's a... That's exactly what it is, what? really, isn't it? Like... He'd be gone already. Like he went one-one at the last round last year. Like it was ridiculous, um, yeah. and it shows the state of the pits a little bit that he. Although to be fair, he wasn't meant to race two fifties over here this year. He was meant to do AMA Supercross and World Supercross. Um, yeah. So this was not part of the plan. He's made it work. So I wonder, does he go back to doing Supercross next year in two fifties? Like, what's his career plan? It's going to be interesting to see. Mm. Um, Brody Connolly. Good year. Good really year, good man. Year. Factored into the races at Coulomb. He was fast in the sand. Man, he's young. He gets good starts. He's got mad style. Like, I think he's got a big future in uh, Prime X. Uh, I think it's, yeah, even beyond that, too. Um, he's a very good supercross rider. Yeah, so, with the, the Uribe connection, maybe he does end up over there sooner than later. Who knows? Yeah, and again, I actually, that's one I actually don't know about. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I can say that whole yeah in in I can in all wholeheartedly truth, say that yeah <laughs> yeah I have no idea what the plan is with Brody but I honestly think there's uh, there's no limitation on on what he can do um, kind of odd that he didn't get picked for the designations team to New Zealand but... have NZ announced their team yeah who is it yeah um, let me just double check I know he's not on it though that's that's wild who who would be on it instead of him um. Uh, Coppins probably put himself on it. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Coppins would probably still go well. Yeah, I don't. Um, can't see <laughs> BT Coppins and um, Daryl Hurley, <laughs> Shane King. <laughs> Man, uh, them old boys rip though. I tell you what, hundred percent. Where is it? I did see it. Um, Harwood, James Scott, and Cody Cooper. Harwood Scott and Cooper. Wow. Yeah, with I don't know, maybe it's something to do with Supercross over here. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe that that makes sense because there's no reason why he wouldn't be there otherwise. So maybe yeah, they're focusing on Supercross, which would make sense. Um, but yeah, Connolly, man, you know, won some rounds, won some races. 
he had some sickness during the year, but he was there all the time. And that's you look at likely Wilson Todd and Nato Crawford. Excuse me, yeah. we, don't, we don't know for sure, but they're likely going to move on from MX2. You've got sorry, just to interrupt. Just looking at a destination team. Yago yeah. Git, Lucas Conan, and Liam Everts for Team Belgium. That is a strong team. That is a really strong team. Who's riding 450s, though? Uh, Git and Everts. Can you put Everts on a 450? Wow, I thought they would have put... Uh, yeah, okay. Conan's young, dude. Yeah, that, 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 that's their weakness, though, then, because two of their best 250 guys are on 450s. Well, they're all 250 guys. Yeah, true. That's the one weakness. Anyway. anyway. I mean, there was a kid, there was a 250 kid that jumped up to a 450 last year at Nations. He did pretty well. Uh, I think he went 22 and 0 this year. This is true. This is true. Um, man, Quick, uh, to jet, uh, you gotta, you gotta think Australia has, I don't, you know, they haven't announced the team yet, but if it's the well, team that everyone. I know we're halfway through MX2, but can we segue into that just quickly? Yeah, we can. Who we set? Well, realistically, do you send Ferris? Do you send, send, send Wilson Todd on a two fifty and put the Lawrence's both on four fifty? Do you send Nathan on a two fifty and put Lawrence's on a four fifty? I think you, you go Lawrence's on two fifty four fifty like they are now, mm-hmm. and you go Ferris and MX three. I think that's the that's a smart option. But uh, the thing is, Ferris being a privateer. How hard is it for him to organise a bike over there that's a decent bike? You know, you say Mitch, he's got his team over there, he's got the equipment there. Yeah, but I don't think Kawasaki really support MX of Nations that much. No, that's American Kawasaki. Yeah, I guess he is based in Europe. But is he signing for that team again, Mitch? Like, is he done with that team? Like, there's, like, he's been a top 10 guy <laughs> late in the season, but is it, is it good with well, him? Just to develop. That's the thing. The third guy. When you think about it, you know, the way that Hunters rode this year, who knows how he stacks up against the MX2 competition. I think it's pretty solid looking at what he's done in America. And he's got yeah, MXGP so. experience. It's not like he's an American that's going to need to learn how to ride the hop. You know, uh, no, like he, he's been over there. He knows what's up. Yeah, I mean, Jack can ride anything too. So, we'll, I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. It is. Good segue. Um, but, man, I think regardless, we have as good a shot of any as winning this year. I think it's our best shot in yeah. a long time. In a long time, man. So, yeah, Australia. Let's get it done. All right. Um, Reese Bud, fourth in the championship. Yeah. Let's talk about Noah Ferguson first at um, Coolum, please. Oh. Can we talk about but, that? Third overall, really had the speed to, to win. He just. He could have won if he just stayed up right. Well, he needed a start. He didn't get a start. And then, man, I Moto number one, I don't think I've seen anyone charge through the pack and crash as much as he did and still keep getting... It was like the Terminator of Coolum. Like, he was just... Wasn't it up, like, seventh for the round? Yeah. Uh, seventh in the moto? Yeah, I don't know. 16 points in moto one. So, yeah, like back of the top 10, 7, 8, something like that. And then... He, I think he was catching Wilson crash, got up, got back close to the top three, crashed again. Not little yeah. crashes either, like big crashes, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he was going for it. He wanted to win at his hometown race, wanted to win the last call, and realistically had the speed to do it. Like He was so impressive, but he was hanging it out, and, and it, it bit him, unfortunately. But um, third overall on the day, uh, where did he get the championship? 
Uh, I think he was uh, fifth in the championship. Yeah, which I don't think that reflects the speed. It definitely reflects the consistency. And obviously, well, he didn't even race yeah, it around. He didn't race out. He didn't race out. No, because he broke his collarbone, punched his lung, whatever else he did, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, again, Ferguson, I think Gaskas would keep him. I think he's a shoe in for a, a championship run next year between Connolly and some of these other guys, you know. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about Reese Budd. Um, where was Bud on the day? He was eighth overall on the day and fourth yeah, in the championship. He he tied with Taylor Board for the day. Yeah, that was really cool to see him out there on a two-stroke as well. Um, I hope we see him more next year. He's such a talent, man. Like again, I've talked about how those guys are just different, and they they live up there in Cairns and they do their thing, but. You think about the riders that have come out of that area in the last decade. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the talent out of those guys, it's, it's huge up there. Like the um, Ward brothers, Todd Waters, the Evans brothers. Um, you know, I mean, everyone, everyone's Jack. sort of... Yeah, Jats, right? Like, you, forget. you forget about Richie Evans. Like, dude, that guy, I think pre-COVID, he was on a really good career run like he was killing it in Supercross in 2019 do you remember yeah um, and yeah it's it's pretty gnarly to think that obviously it's just wide open up there and they can ride and, and do their thing and it's just humid and hot as balls and there's snakes bigger than you and me but man a lot of talent comes out of there but um, yeah for Reese Bud sorry going back to him definitely I don't know it seemed like the last few rounds seemed to taper off for him yeah, I'm just not sure what happened with Reese towards the end of the season. Um, it's a hard one with Reese. You know, he's had he's had two really good years now. Um, like previously, you know, um, was it second in the championship last year. Um, uh, third in the championship last year. Third last year. No, second last year. Third the year before. Yeah. Okay. So he has. Wow. Yeah. So I guess you can. Yeah, you can say this year was disappointing for him, unfortunately. I, I, I'm not sure. He was solid. He was on the podium in a few rounds. Um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with Reese. He did, did he win the round of Supercross or he got a second at Supercross last year. Yeah, he did. And he's already riding Supercross. Like, he's getting an early start. You can tell he's focused on... on yeah, they were out riding today, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think today or yesterday. So that's just not the road from my house. I want to get out there. I go right out there on the moto track. I want to go check out those guys riding Supercross, though. Um, I'd, I'd pay good money to see you ride Supercross again. I ride Supercross well. I just um, definitely shouldn't have raced it back then. Mm. Um, I put out an Instagram banger this week, man. I'm still there. I'm still there. I'm still relevant. Yeah, yeah sure you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, you cannot talk about riding at any speed. The only speed you ever did was at one of my riding schools where you nearly ran me over when you were trying to get the speed gun record. I did 100k an hour though on the 250. <laughs> and blew the turn and nearly ended up in the trees. Yeah, and nearly ended up in Mafra Hostel. <laughs> <Yeah>. What's up? <laughs> What's up, Mafra? <laughs> uh, oh, so good. We are talking about my riding career. Yeah. It hasn't gone well. Um, Cade Minear. Cade Minear, fifth overall on the day. Um, and where was he in the points? Sixth in championship. So, Minear, again, interesting one. Like, I thought 
they're kind of the same as last year. The middle of the season kind of tapered for him. And then he kind of finished strong again in the sand. Yeah, I mean, he's a kid, man. <laughs> I don't know if you know. Is, enough, is he fifteen? Is that what? Is he sixteen now? What is he? Yeah, uh, I think he's fifteen still. So. Dude, he's so young. Yeah. So um, so much time. Future's bright. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he's. I can't remember. Anyway, he's fucking young. He's fifteen or sixteen, one of the two. But I guess. Um, do you think he goes to, you know, there's always talk him going to Europe. Does he go to EMX 250? Does he stay here one more year? Um, you know, he's plenty young enough to have some years before he ages out in MX2 over there at 23. So it's just like, you know, like Ross. We're going over to the States in the mid-season break and train with Daniel Blair and the Orange Brigade. So is he... Is he eyeing a ride over there? He, did he do Supercross last year? I don't think he did, did he? No. All right, so is he going to do Supercross this year? Okay, so that's going to be interesting to see then. Mm, makes a big difference. It does. Well, it depends. That's if he's going to America, he's got to ride Supercross. Yes. Um, and it was interesting. I was, again, segue, but whatever. Let's talk about it. Um, you know, we talk about, and I was thinking about this, that we don't talk about this enough because you go, okay, well, all the vet riders, you know, Ferris, Gibbs, Meddy, all these guys over here that are competitive and winning races and 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 challenging for the podiums and the championship but look at all the riders that have left to go to europe or america in the last few years like if if this the championship over here was stronger if it was like america like you'd have the lawrence brothers here you'd have mitch evans here jed wouldn't have left like the championship would look so different if it was um that that's the reality of the championship here that that people leave and they come back later in their career so i think that's why we do see the veterans more competitive here than other parts of the world for longer because they come back with that international experience. Yeah, hundred percent. They, you know, it's a, it, it is a place where they can build their craft, and then once they, you know, once they outgrow it, they go onto the world stage, and then when they're past that, they come back. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, yeah, I just don't know if I'd ever said it out loud on the show, but yeah, yeah, it's a it's a concept that makes so much sense. You know. We want our, you know, if, if our guys are world class, we want to go. We want them to go and race the world. We don't, you know, as much as we love them to race our series. If you, if you're one of the best in the world, go and be one of the best in the world, which we've seen with Hunter and Jet, and you know, and Mitch and Jed, and and all these guys that have gone before, you know. Um, but you know, and if they come back and they are veterans and they race late into their careers over here, well, that's that's what they do. At least we get to, you know. Watch guys that are world caliber guys race our domestic series, regardless of age. For sure, for sure. Um, Noah Ferguson fifth championship, Manier six. Liam Andrews, man, seventh in the championship. He had a pretty Nothing. decent round as well, from memory. He was yeah, after the second motor. He didn't have a good round. Okay, my bad. But he still got seventh in points, and that's impressive. Privateer of the year yeah. in giant Porter, the yeah. privateer of the year award. It's impressive, man, and, and like I said when I gave him that award at the presentation, I always talk about this with Andrews, and I'm going to keep talking about it. He, um, Commodore. Commodore, man, Commodore and a fucking, uh, sorry, that's true, Commodore and a fucking, not a box trailer, a single axle trailer um, with his gear bag and fuel can in the boot of the Commodore at, at Park 4MX, pounding out laps when he was a junior Yamaha rider. Odds on to win that championship at Aussies that year. Blew his knee out like he's had injuries. He works a full-time job at the dealership that his team is for. Like, 
he's the first guy in that championship that works and is doing it like every one of those other riders is on a full-time training program and on a factory ride. Yep. And he's the first guy that isn't and he's very competitive. Yeah, man. Um, Lance's a good kid. Um, that whole program's good, you know, the LA Brothers team and, um, you know, Tuddy, I've seen his post today, like, um, they went one, two in the big titles, you know, they top profiteer at Pro Max, um, I think because Brie was like a, you know, came on strong towards the end of the year. They yeah, lost, he had some good rides, man. He had some good rides. Yeah, they had Tycane earlier in the season. Uh, he moved on, but um, oh, the name escapes me. George Knight, um, you know, got a couple of good top twenty results. Um, I'm just trying to see where he ended up in the championship. Just yeah, thirty first in the championship, but um, you know, for for a shop team, you know. Um, it's, that's a massive effort. It so, is, man. You know, very, very passionate. They're, they're good, good people, good crew. So awesome to yeah. see. Um, I hope Tony's listening too, and he heard that. Uh, so they all stop yelling stuff at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just a, they're a good shop. They're 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 a great team. They're they're just good people. So um, shout out to those guys. And you know, it's massive for for Liam to to finish seventh in the title when you know, like you said, first time with the job. Yeah, first one on the job, and um, next to him is Alex Anderson, eighth in the championship, ninth on the solid day. Debut. Yeah, solid debut. Solid year, man. Considering last year he hit a horse or something and broke his. <laughs> you remember that? Like, As a, I've, I've got to know right a little bit more over the like let's say the last twelve months. Um, that doesn't surprise me <laughs> anymore. Like last year when I heard him, that's the wildest thing I've ever heard. Now I know right. How wild was it? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, like he he is a character that kid. Um, personality coming out of his ears that kid yeah man I don't yeah. know him super well but from the interactions I've had with him he's funny and yeah like I said like last year's contender in MX3 hits a horse at his practice track or something but yeah man very solid and, and understated rounds and rides for him I think he was very competitive well, very consistent and um, the start of the year you know like Appen you know Appen was good but it wasn't great Wodonga was not good at all. He scored nine points, and then it was you know thirty three points at Maitland, uh, twenty two points at Gilman, twenty nine at Echo Valley, twenty one at QMP, twenty six at Cooler Market. You know they're not are they the greatest results? No, but they're consistent. You know he was, um, so he was pretty up. much top ten or thereabouts every round. Um, yeah. Other than obviously he had a, a shocker at round one. Um. Yeah, man, it was it was a good good year for him. Obviously, Caleb Barham ninth in the championship. Caleb, uh, where was he on the day? Man, he really struggled at Coolum. Um, I know you and him are tight. Is there anything going on there that day, or just struggled? No, he just, he just struggled with the sand a little bit. Um, There's not a lot of sand in Toowoomba. No, no. They, as much as we looked all day for for red pack. Red hard pack ruts. We couldn't. We couldn't find any. Couldn't find any. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Uh, we searched. Trust me, I was out there. Yeah, you know, I was almost going to get a shovel out and dig something for him. Um. So, yeah, not not the greatest day for KJ, but this year as a as a as a whole has been has been big. You know, ninth in the points probably not where he, where he wanted to be. Obviously, missed Maitland. Well, considering uh, he switched manufacturers, had an injury. But he's secured. Well, yeah, 
you know, a full-time ride and heading into Supercross, which is his strength, you've got to think those guys are going to re-sign him next year. Um, and just for, you know, the fact that, you know, he finished the fifth in Supercross last year. I think he was top finishing privateer um, in Supercross and wasn't going to race this year. You know, the, after Supercross, he was done. Mm. Uh, it's luckily, extended yeah. his career, that's for sure. Yeah, this year, like, it's 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 massive, like, you know, obviously I had it, I've spoken about this on the live show at, at Corn, but, you know, had a bit to do with Caleb's program early in the year with Alps and Pro Circuit. Yeah, um, we, were in a, we were in a bidding war for him at one point, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, and I came out on top, like, uh, as I always do. Because <laughs> uh, you're, you're nothing to me and I'll squish you like an ant. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen to him. Yeah, call me a corporate sellout, but hey. You got that Look corporate, got them corporate dollars behind you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so you know to, to be involved with Cal's program um, at the start of the year, you know, to ensure that he got to go racing. You know, I, that was all Posty's fault, by the way. I'm gonna blame Posty for that. Do you remember? <laughs> he instigated the whole thing. Oh yeah, as he does. Yeah, if you're listening, Posty, um, yeah, come come back to reality and come be with us on the show here and there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've got him working at the minute. So yeah, I think he's pumping out more edits than he can uh, handle right now, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, no, just back to KJ, you know. He's, um, that, that's me boy, you know. What a year. You're my uh, boy, Blue. You're my boy, KJ. Yeah, and now he's on Blue and, um, you know, getting ready for Supercross. He's he's a, a big contender, you know depending on what imports we get and, and who's riding and who's racing and, and what kind of tracks we get as well. well yeah, uh, how, how big the whoops are. Yeah, that's something that he can struggle with at times with his size, but, man, he can... Yeah, he, he can put them pretty good. So He can, man. Uh, right, let's let's move on because we're going along on this and it's getting late. Um, yeah, Yokoyama, not a great year. Not a great year, <laughs> man. Um, I don't really know what to say. Uh, I think he had some injuries, but he was way off to what we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's going back to Japan. I talked to the Empire guys. They didn't seem to think so. They think he wants to stay around. Um, mm-hmm. I, that's all I got. I don't know anything else, but not a good year for I him. Funny is like, is he getting funding from Japan, or is it just is it all Empire? Yeah, no, it's 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 one of those deals that like Taka used to have, where Japan funds, I think, the majority of it. Yeah, right. Cool deal. Because he's got like engine parts and suspension that Empire, from what I understand, are not actually allowed to even crack open and look at. Like it's full, like Japanese mm. samurai sword. I don't know what it was last year. I don't know what it was this year. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'm paraphrasing from last year, but um, obviously, yeah, yeah, just I think injuries, and I'm not sure, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he lands if he stays. Obviously, he's tight with Cowie Japan. Does he go back to Japan? Does he stay with Empire? Uh, you know, I know they're going to hopefully grow their program next year from what I hear and, and maybe go back to 450s with that new model Cowie. I can't picture can him do. riding a 450 though. No, 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 no. He's, no, no, he's no, definitely no. too small. Um, no, the new, the new KX112 maybe. Um, <laughs> not a 450. Other notable um, mentions in 250s to finish the season, obviously we lost Dobson. Um, Cosford came back from his knee injury and had a pretty good showing at times. 12th in the championship. Yeah, good at Coolum. Good at Coolum. Uh, Fitzpatrick, whole shot that last motor. That was cool to see. He was 13th in the championship, and he hung it out for the first few turns there. It was cool. Yeah, I like Riley. He's a a good dude. Um, He actually (laughs) 
he won our limbo at Battle in the Bush. So yeah, he did. He's a character man, that kid. Um, he's a good dude. Um, Brooklyn, awesome starts. Yeah, awesome starts. Yeah. Road good in the sand. Not shocking being from WA, but it was a, a good building year for him. Um, I think we'll see more out of him next year. And obviously, Lawwood, 15 in the championship. Oh, just a rough run with injuries again. Um, yeah. And then obviously the right. only other one, there's two I want to touch on. Ryder Kingsford, going mm-hmm. from coming back from injury for the last two rounds, not doing much yet. QMP, and then we saw the pedigree at Cooler, man. Was it Moto 1 where he led for a while or Moto 2? No, Moto 1, whole shot has led, led for a while. Um, and then just, you know, I think that the, the lack of, Lack of seat time caught up with him uh, for missing a majority of the year, and then they had a bike issue. So for Moto Two, so yeah, he didn't make it past the parade lap. That's right. But before yeah. he went down in Moto One, it was just like boom. You could see his talent, his pedigree, like straight yeah, back into again. it. He was there. So if there's any doubt, he's going to come out swinging next year and be a championship favorite. It's it's there for me. He's definitely going to be there, there or thereabouts. Law would likely will too. He's just got to rebuild his base and career from these injuries, unfortunately. Um, and we've got to talk, touch on Blake Fox. I, I don't know really what to say about his season, man. I'm not airing him out. I'm genuinely concerned for him as far as, um, I don't know. It was just a very strange year for Blake. It just, you know. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, yeah, I don't really want to. Um, touch on 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 Blake's year uh, too much because yeah I think there's a lot of contributing factors to the way this year went. Um, so look, I just yeah I hope for Blake's sake he can he can get something well, the not So much like speculation, like we, we'll be real. I'm not going to say it in a disrespectful way. Like this is the reality of it. He was involved in in. And that's not to say it's blame, nothing like that. But there was several riders that that were involved in that incident at one thaggy and and he was one of them um and has that you know understandably so that may have affected his confidence and stuff for the year it's hard to say isn't it um but blake's a good kid man he can ride the hell out of a dirt bike so you just are left wondering where this season has gone for him as far as uh, what 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 could have been you know mm. yeah i think we we know where, where blake can be and i, I just hope for him he can get back there you know Blake's a really good kid um he's a very talented rider so let's just like you know I hope I hope next year we see we see the Blake Fox that that we know he can be you know yeah for sure as this is you know it's not disrespectful saying any of that stuff like that's just the reality of it and and uh you know two years ago he was winning MX3 and running times that would put him up front in MX2 so it's not like we don't know he's got the speed um <laughs> It's just going to be interesting to see where his career goes next year. It's probably going to be make or break for him if he comes back, how he's going to do it. So um, hopefully we see Blake come back as strong. Um, anyone else? I'm going through the championship here. Um, Jacob Sweet. Charlie Cannon scored two points in MX2. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. Um, I think that's it for MX2, man. Um, yeah. I mean, big year for everyone. Um, and then let's... You know, briefly touch on MX3. We don't have time, and I wish we could do a longer show tonight, but this is it. And uh, obviously, this is the AMX Superstores Pro MX, you know, Coolum and Championship Review Show. And mm-hmm. it was all Byron Dennis, man. Like, he he dominated that second part of the season, did what he had to do. And, and um, you know, round 
a did he win the overall? I'm trying to remember. Um, Maxis MX3, yeah, Byron Dennis overall. Um, May that took it, like May that took it to him. Uh, May the one moto one made it go to the final moto, but. I think Mather was a bit sick. He had a, a shoulder injury a few weeks ago. Like that kid's been through the ringer this year, but he's a trooper. Um, yeah. But Dennis, that knee blowing up and oh, that happened. Yeah. I think he's had a, an MCL injury. He's had a dislocated shoulder, and he was sick uh, at the last round. Like, but hats off to the kid, man. Um, but yeah, that doesn't take anything away from Barnes. What a massive, what a massive year! Oh, massive year! Like. Like I keep saying, he matured so much throughout the season. He grew in stature. He grew in maturity. Um, always happy. Always having fun. Like the kid's got a bright future, and he killed it. Um, Mather had a really good season as well. And injuries aside, he he may have won or been closer to that red plate. Um, Cannon obviously um, didn't ride Coolum because he got hurt. I think in qualifying or warm up on Sunday. I forget which one. Um, yeah, and but, didn't run happen or got hurt at happen? I believe so. So a few rounds he missed, um, but man, Cannon again. That it's kid, gotta be like you'd assume that Dennis and Jen, like Byron and Jack, obviously you'd, you'd think would move up to MX2 next year, um, which um, would put Jake in in the box seat for that. You know, in the dude, title. For, I uh, wouldn't for be surprised if we see him perfect season it next year. Like he is so talented and so fast. There's no disrespect to anybody else in yeah. MX3, but. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. But that's your top three in the championship. And then... Um, Kobe Drew, good year, solid year. He was solid, man. Campbell Williams, I'm I'm not sure what happened with Campbell. At times, he was on the podium. Like, he won a race. I know he's been struggling. Like, yeah, talked to Campbell a little bit, struggling with some with some health stuff. So, um, hopefully, he can get that sorted because um, we know he can win races. It's kind of been the story um, of his last few years with injuries and stuff. But... Um, yeah, well, hopefully he can get that sorted because, yeah, I, I, does he go up as well? Is he in that crop to go up from MX3 to MX2? Yeah, I think he ages out. I think he has to. Um, then you've got the mm. likes of Connor Tao. He's going to age out. Kai Woods is a youngster that will stay down. Cade Kingsford, um, you know, Liam Owens. There's like a lot of, you know, Seth Birchall, Young, Seth Shepherds yeah, I mean, Young. Great. Like these guys are going to be back next year, you know. Allsop, young, healthy. Yeah, Allsop coming back from his injury. Is he in for Supercross or is he out till next year? No, he's out. That's unfortunate, man. Um, is he? Um, yeah, he's still he's recovering well. So obviously, involved with Jet um, in his program and deal with him, you know, regularly and trying to keep, you know, even though he's out injured, you know, trying to keep in touch with him regularly and see how he's going and, and how the injury is coming along. So it, everything's looking good. Um, I think, yeah. I th- I think it'd be a little bit silly for Jet to come and try and race Supercross, even if he's if he was healthy. I think um, just save it. You know, this kid's a title contender in MX3 next year. He's 16 still, so still young, still still got two years of MX3 if he wanted to. Um, and we know we know he can win races for sure, man. All right, well, hey, let's wrap it up there, Don. Now it's getting late. Um, Appreciate you coming on tonight to the AMX Superstores Pro MX uh, Round 8 Coolum and Championship Review Show. Uh, appreciate you helping us out all season, man, between the radio shows at the races. You're always down for a chat during the week. And um, appreciate it, man. And also, we need to give a massive shout-out to AMX Superstores for supporting the Pro MX race coverage all season long. 
Uh, you guys hear the sponsor reads each and every round, and we couldn't do it without those guys. So thanks again to AMX. And uh, Darnell, we've got, what, probably four weeks before we're in Adelaide? Four or five? Yeah, I think it's five weeks Adelaide. I guess I'll see Whatever you I'll see, I'll see you in Adelaide then. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I honestly cannot wait for Supercross and what it brings with it. Um, yeah, it's a good time. Let's, let's, uh, let's, 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 let's get together. Let's get together for a show before Supercross. Please. We'll definitely do a preview show. Um, and we have I have some really cool news for Supercross with Inside Dirt that we'll, we'll, we'll announce close to the time. But um, actually just kind of got that deal done today. And I'm very excited about that. It's going to be really cool. So... Looking forward to be. Supercross this year. I will see you. At, I will see you at the track. That's for sure. You will, bro. All right. Hey, thanks for everything. Thanks for the chat. Thanks to Amex Superstores, and thanks to all you guys for listening all season long. Um, wasn't that long ago that I actually finished up inside dirt, and we didn't do anything. Uh, and then Dino and I got bumped into by a fan. It's uh, where was it? Um, uh, Mackay, like yeah, Mackay, and uh, and that got me thinking, and we bought it back. And man, it's crazy to think a year and a half later, um, the momentum and the things we've achieved with Inside Dirt getting it going again, and and listeners, it's all down to you guys. So appreciate it. Um, it means a lot, and we will come to you guys with some more content for Supercross. So thanks for listening, and uh, talk to you soon, man. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, guys. Thanks for a solid year, and we'll see you in Radelaide.